choosing a transformative lent is a thing we try to do every year. And God identifies himself by saying, I am not, I do. So why do we so easily forget who we are in the eyes of Christ? Today, I have the joy of talking with a powerhouse evangelist for the Catholic faith that many of you already know, Mr. Chris Stefanik. Stay with us. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Welcome, I'm Lisa Maladnik. It's nice to be with you. Today we're talking with Chris Stefanik, an internationally acclaimed author, speaker, and television host who has devoted his life to inspiring people to live a bold, contagious faith. Archbishop Charles J. Chaput calls Chris one of the most engaging defenders of the Christian faith on the scene today. Chris's live seminars reach more than 85,000 people a year. His reality TV show videos and radio spots reach millions of people, and his educational initiatives are turning the tide in the church. He authored the Chosen Confirmation Program, which has already formed more than 500,000 teens. A graduate of Franciscan University of Steubenville, Chris is also the founder and president of Real Life Catholic, a nonprofit which operates as the headquarters for Chris's various initiatives. Above all, Chris is proud to be the husband to his wife, Natalie, and father to their six children. Welcome, Chris. It's so great to have you. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you're sitting in your car and I'm worried about the dog barking. I love that you're, you're all about real life Catholics and here we are. We're escaping to the only quiet places we have. Exactly. I just wanted to start by uh, quoting from you from an interview from 2017 where you said, my family is where my contemplation happens and when my, where my material comes from. We're not called to give the gospel in a vacuum. He shines particularly through each of us like light through a prism. That's the prism of me. That's who I am. And that's the name of your Lenten program, I Am. So let's start there. Praise God. Thanks for digging that quote up. I'll be, I'll be chewing on that. It's amazing how many things in the course of ministry that you say and, and it realize it was maybe inspired by the Holy Spirit. And uh, like, wow, did I say that? That's pretty profound. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm good. <laughs> but it's, that's the Lord working through us all, you know? Right, it's good exactly. to, to see how he works through us and, and just be responsive to it and try to live out the words ourselves. Please, God. Yeah, and I think that's something we don't realize about somebody as visible as you, is that God is generating power through your vocation in your family life. Can you connect the dots between that and what you're doing with I Am? I mean, really, that's, that's where it all happens. It, we, we're taught by God in our daily lives. We're taught through His Word. Uh, we're taught through the experience of life. He's, he's in life all around us. He's in real life, right there. Amen. Uh, and the, the I am program. Yeah. A lot of it came from prayer, from adoration. And a lot of it came from raising kids and watching them grow into teenage years and just observing that the, the number one way the devil attacks people is in their thoughts, right? These, these angelic intellectual beings and the dark angels, same, same thing. And um, in, in the realm of thought, I mean, there's a, there's a battle between heaven and hell and the front line is right between our ears. And on one side of that battle, we have the accuser of our brothers. That's what Revelation calls the evil one, the accuser of our brothers. And an accuser wants to see you in chains and in jail and not free. And on the other side of the battle, you have the one sacred scripture calls the advocate, the one who wants to build you up, see you set free, see you living with power and purpose. And we have to wake up and pick sides in that battle. 
And of all the lies that the father of lies tells people, it's that primary lie about who you are. Because the way that you label yourself uh, determines how you feel, how you act, and how your whole life pans out. So at the foundation of so many people's lives and the way they approach every situation every day is how they perceive themselves in that situation. And we have work to do to align our, our thinking with the word of God, with what the advocate wants to think about, wants us to think about ourselves, with what God reveals on the cross about our, our value and worth and identity and dignity. And so how, Chris, do you protect your family by doing that work for yourself, seeing yourself through the eyes of God? What do you do as a father? So I, I, I uh, you know, writing this, this book, I Am, and this program that's coming out, being released Ash Wednesday, uh, you can check it out on reallifecatholic.com, click on the coaching link. Um, honestly, doing that, I mean, there's a lot of things I do in ministry that, that God is, is using that to wake me up to what needs to be done under my own roof, Right. And what I see happening in my family is waking me up to what I need to be intentional about in, in ministry. It all, it all feeds each other. And I found it so helpful as a dad, uh, you know, even in little things. You know, I picked up my kids from the playground uh, recently, and, and my little girl looked crushed. She's like, no one's playing with me. Uh, she's in first grade. She's like, I think it's because I'm – and right there I realized, oh, lies about your identity are sinking in in first grade. And we – we all go into adulthood with these things. Like, you got to catch those things right then and there. Uh, if, if that's a cosmic war meeting between your ears, you don't give an inch to the evil one on the front line of that, that war. Uh, from 2 Corinthians 10, St. Paul said, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Uh, so it, it affects how I approach these parenting situations. And I, and I said, Clementine, that there's nothing lacking in you. You know, you, you're beautiful. Anybody would be blessed to call you friend and her face lit up as I was talking to her. I said, you need to walk out of the playground tomorrow like you're ready to be a blessing because that's who you are. And, and your friends in the playground don't tell you who you are and they don't tell you you're lacking something. Uh, but man, a couple of years of a kid not being played with enough, letting those lies in. And before you know it, you're a teenager smoking weed because you're so desperate for friends because your identity is trashed, you know? So it, so much dysfunction in people's lives, so much sin, so many wrong choices comes back to how they see themselves. And I think we're finding even in the homeschool community that things are not the way they were uh, 10 or even five years ago, where you could really shelter your children from a lot of the abuse that happens in the school environment or out in the world. You can't anymore because we're using online resources. No, you absolutely can't. Phone awesome. early and, uh, I just lost audio. Okay, you're back. Sorry. Hey, real <laughs> life right here. It's happening. Yeah, no problem yeah. at all. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so, so we then have to not only be building them up in the way you're describing, but also responding to, the, to those kinds of elements that come in. Eventually, ultimately, we can't protect our children from experiencing those things. No, we have to be proactive. And even if things are all perfect at home, perfect, which it's not, you know, I mean, God, God builds these imperfections in, I think, almost so that we would seek our completion in him, right? No kid's going to find it in, a, in the perfect mom and dad. Uh, everybody's got the wounds that they uh, approach adulthood with from their childhood, you know, but God's saying, Hey, I'm your completion. It's okay. You know, but, but no matter how hard we try, these, these lies start sinking in. Uh, one of my, one of my teenagers recently said, I mean, you could tell he was torturing himself and he, he we had this blow up and it ended with how am I supposed to live up to you? And I'm like, dude, who said you had to live up to me? You know, no one is telling you you have to, 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 to even do ministry 
or be Chris Stefanik. You got to be who you are. I mean, it, the comparisons, the things that sink in. You know, I, I think of the scripture that that while you were sleeping, your enemy sowed sowed wheat. I'm sorry, sowed weeds in, in the fields that you were sowing wheat in. I mean, these these thoughts, these trains of thought about identity and worth, just get in there. Uh, we have to be so attentive, so proactive. Uh, as they approach every situation in their lives. So yeah, this is, this is the, honestly, of, of all the spiritual battles we can fight, this is it, man. This is it. So unpack some pieces of the program that families can use in their own home. And again, this is reallifecatholic.com. Look on the coaching link for the 30-day program for Lent. It looks really exciting. I'm signing up too. Um, tell us what we're going to find there, Chris, that we can use with our families. Yeah, and there's a there's a my staff put a deep discount in if you if you book it before Lent starts. That's that's good. Uh, so the the I am book is 33 days of meditations just to form habits of not speaking trash and darkness to yourself, but meditating on beautiful names that God has for you in sacred scripture for 33 days because these, these things become habitual. Uh, the program it isn't just various meditations to form the habit, but the program takes you more succinctly on a journey. The, the first week opens you up to the battle that's happening between your ears. The second one is about some primary lies that people tell themselves and how to replace those with truths that come from the word of God. And this is not just secular self-help that's rooted in nothing. This is actually rooted in the word of God and who he says we are. I mean, the secular stuff does does not work. I mean, people are, are saying love yourself more than ever before. And kids have never hated themselves more than they do now because we're telling them love yourself, but not telling them why. I mean, the reason why is we have a God who died for us. If that doesn't reveal your worth, nothing will, right? And then, and then the last week of the program is, is forming habits in your life that, that help you uh, live up to and reinforce that, that dignity so that you're not falling back into the negative self-talk. So it's a, it's a simple, straightforward journey, the video coaching program. You get a video in your inbox every day. It takes, you know, the shortest video is four minutes. The longest is 12 there's a little written section. I, I, I write all this stuff and create programs with myself in mind. I don't have time for things, you know, so if, if with no extra time, I can better my life and I'm in. Mm, I love it. I love it. With a minimal investment, I think we're going to see major changes in people's lives. So I, I recommend parents go through this. I also recommend if you got a teenager in the house. They got to go through this. Um, you know, and, and, and as far as the, how, how young you want to go, uh, well, I think a lot of us will give you principles to talk to your, you know, 10, 11 year old about, but, but the program is really for, uh, adults and their, and down to their teenage kids was, was who I had in mind, but you know, wherever you're at in your spiritual journey. You need this. Right. And we can grow together. We shouldn't be afraid to grow together with our kids. You know, there are resources out there that that can be accessed at a lot of different levels. And you can use them more than once and you can dive in deeper every year, which is part of the wisdom of the liturgical year that we go round and round this treasure map and we experience it differently as God is growing our souls and presenting obstacles and and stretching us. And so it's really a neat thing to share this on a lot of levels because it sparks conversations that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Wise. Yeah, don't you love being a Catholic? Yeah, man, I do. <laughs> I love seizing upon these times. I mean, a- after Lent, this program is going to be uh, just available online forever. Uh, but I-, I love releasing this kind of thing at Lent. I mean, it's a- it's the perfect time if you want to grow deeper to to dive deep to really look at at fundamental spiritual issues and, and roadblocks in your life. And, and to change. I mean, this is the time we're called to change. And I love that, you know, Jesus started his public ministry by shouting repent, which sounds negative to a lot of people. In the Greek, repent means metanoia, means change your thinking. Hmm. 
And, and when you see it in that light, man, this, uh, this program is the perfect thing for Lent. This is metanoia time. This is real repentance. Because you change <laughs> your thinking, it changes your life. It changes how you act every single day. That's it. Amen. Amen. It's got to start right between the ears, right? And then, and then that travels to your heart and it, everything travels out from there. Chris, another thing you said in the interview that I quoted from, and I'd like to wrap up with this, is that when you were a teenager and you were really wanted to be a rock star and you had other ideas about your life, God was going to use your gifts differently. But one of the things that touched you profoundly was something that the people themselves probably had no idea about. You noticed ordinary Catholics loving their faith and not being afraid to show it. Can you just step us into that for a moment before we Yeah, my, my parents dragged me against <laughs> my will to a retreat, and uh, I walked in that room, and I, I saw this light and joy in people's faces. The first Christians called themselves the living ones. And boy, I knew I was dead when I saw them. Wow. And it ruined me. <laughs> but there's particular faces in that room I remember who would never guess that they're a big part of why I'm talking to you right now. You know, we underestimate our power. But when we're just living out who we are in Christ, when people can look in our eyes and say, that guy knows who he is. And it's not coming from money. It's not coming from affirmation at work. It's not coming from his kids or his wife. He knows who he is. And by the way, if we're not preaching truth to ourselves, we're too needy. We're looking at all those externals to preach truth to ourselves about who we are. We're dying for affirmation from everywhere else, you know. But when someone is solidly rooted in the gospel, I'll tell you what, you don't have to be a professional. You don't have to have a podcast. You don't have to have a microphone. You don't have to have a collar. All those things are good. No, You can't keep it back. Wherever you go, you are witnessing. You have no idea how many people you pass by who are, are me as a teenage kid who say, oh my gosh, I'm dead inside because they see your smile. You know, so that this is uh, this is real evangelization. This is what fuels my whole ministry in our, our reboot events. We go and do parish renewal events. It's not about me giving a talk. It's, it's six months. My, my staff is on the phone with, with parish outreach teams, training them to, to invite their town back to church. It's about empowering those people who changed my life as a kid. My TV show, Real Life Catholic. It, it's, it's about real life Catholics in the world, joyfully living their faith because this is transformative. And there's nothing more evangelistically powerful than just looking at the light of Christ in someone's average, ordinary, everyday life and, and being that light. So yeah, that's what it's all about. Wow. Amen, brother. And thank you so much. Everybody check out reallifecatholic.com. Look at the coaching tab and the I Am 30 Day Lenten program. You get a big discount if you sign up before Lent starts. And we're so grateful to Chris for being with us. We got to let him go now because he's probably jetting off somewhere to save some more souls or with God. And uh, we're so grateful. Everybody hang on for our short feature coming right up. Hi there, it's Chantal Howard from Ideal to Real once again. I'm all about helping moms bring about their holy dreams in everyday life, taking the lofty and bringing it down to reality, where progress, not perfection, is possible. In this episode, I want to face some hard truths. Let's face it. We're mid-year, we've gotten through Christmas, and we've probably set high expectations for the new year, only to find that getting the homeschool engine back up and running can be trying at best, and that those thoughtful goals and aspirations that we mapped out suddenly seem sluggishly far away and perhaps just too good to be true. If you're anything like me, 
it's often this time of year where the doubt creeps in and the enemy starts sowing seeds of anxiety about my ability to lead, my ability to be enough for my kids. Especially with teens in the mix now, the weight of feeling the responsibility for their education and spiritual formation can be a mighty oppressing reality to face if I choose to believe that I can control it all. As they grow in their expression of freedom, we have to discover that we can't micromanage their worlds as easily as we once did. And it can be very easy to go to the other extreme and just want to throw in the towel and give up on the holy leadership in our homes that we know we're called to. Another nagging temptation that often creeps in this time of year is that we can start to peek over the fence at other families. And before we know it, comparison has crushed our joy and we just lose perspective on reality. So today, no matter where you are in your journey, I want to invite you to step back away from the cliff of your anxious feelings and reflect on reality. The reality that you are God's glory and it is he who makes you enough. Do you really believe that you are his glory? What if you did? What if you really believed your life and your homeschool can please God? What if you remembered that it is his leadership that propels your attempts, frail and fractured as they may be, to lead your children within the home? Do you think your fear would melt away? You would know that you are a leader and that leadership would propel you forward always forward. In this moment, I invite you to encounter Christ's deep love for you. Fill up the pool of your heart with his radical love for you. He is the proof that you're seeking and he's here. He's ransomed you and he wants you to be the ransom of many others through your leadership, not through a forced, ugly, controlling, or grasping effort to hold your kids' feet to the fire but through surrendering all the gaps and fears and less than ideal scenarios that we all face over to him. So we forget to remember that the first principle of our leadership in our homes is Christ. His grace, his scars came before us. His pouring out of himself is the genesis of our leadership. Not us, not our worth, not our skill, not our goodness, not our ability or lack thereof. We're leaders because he makes us so, and this leadership looks like you. It looks like you being a pool that he fills up to overflowing, cascading outward into the hearts of your family, the best you know how. It looks like you holding your baby in the middle of the night as the sweet little thing vomits all over you, and the next school day's perfect start is foiled because you have emergency laundry to do, or Maybe you just need to sleep in for a few extra hours to make you capable of launching the next day. It feels like you patiently repeating the same lessons again and again as your kids struggle to assimilate the info, the stuff that you think they should already know. It looks like you when you have a business call, interrupt the school day, and you have to hit pause and send the kids outside to play. It looks like you as you bear the weight of your teenagers, and it looks like you as you strive to heal your homes, help your husbands, and heal your hearts by failing forward a million times in a week. Accepting that you are a leader is no small thing. It means that you are made for great things. 
it means that we get to be many Marys. Remember Mary the Theotokos, who is the God-bearer? Isn't this the truest desire of our hearts and the reason why we homeschool, to bear God to our children? While her heroic yes to mother leadership was exceptional, we often forget that she really stood before impossibility when the angel asked her to be the mother of the Savior. And she didn't run away. She didn't run away from her fiat moment. Like you, she had every reason to embrace the lies, the chaos, the unintelligibility of it all, to allow the turbulence of anxiety and fear to take over. But she stood and held fast to the call to lead, and she stepped into her yes. So I invite you to, to say yes. We've got to silence the lies that the enemy suggests to us. I'm just a mom. I don't know what to do or say. Maybe I really am not qualified to do this. We really are lazy and we aren't getting enough school in. I'm just not qualified for this. Christ has crushed all these lies. He says to you and me, I am the proof that you are a leader. I am pouring myself into you. Overflow into others the best you know how. You see, we lead because of the treasure we bear within us, not because of the brokenness of our vessels or the messiness of our schoolrooms. But it's too easy to interject, right? I'm nothing. What was I thinking in taking on this schooling? I say to you and to all my fellow mother leaders out there, stop saying you are nothing. That's not the point. He is everything. We moms tend to make the reality of our nothingness the end of it all, when in truth, it's just the beginning. Mary dared to follow. She said, I want you to be everything in my life. And when she said this, he crushed the darkness. Through the pain, through the chaos, through the darkness, he led her. So if you're listening to this, it's for a reason. Keep walking forward and know that you are enough because he is enough. So in closing, practically speaking, of course, we need prudence as we look at our homeschools. It's noble for us to identify if there's something that can be done that will tweak the chaos or inspire more effectively. If we need to outsource a class that is struggling, let's be humble enough in asking for help. If we need to simplify the curriculum to arrest overwhelm, let's be willing to let something go. If we really feel the need for accountability, let's not hesitate to tap into the great resources that do exist to keep our kids tracking forward. But above everything else, I encourage you to focus on today. Ask for the serenity to accept the things you cannot change, the courage to change the things you can, and the wisdom to know the difference. He will fill up all the rest when we surrender it to him. I'm Chantal Howard, and you can find me at aromarosary.com or chantal-howard.com. Join me again for another episode where we seek to move from ideal to real. That's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com, where you can get online courses for your grade school, middle school, and high school students. Learn from the experts and make your homeschooling easier. Be sure to leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. 
and we'll see you next time here on the Homeschooling Saints podcast.